basic counterplay. And the t- title of this talk today, to give it a theme, is The Virtue of Solitude. And one of the koans we do in our um, koan practice, in our curriculum, if I can remember the wording correctly, is the purpose of going to abandoned and grassy places and doing zazen is to search for our true nature. At that moment, where is your true nature? So, going to abandoned and grassy places. We need to remind ourselves that with this uh, tradition that we inherit, um, it's very much a a community-based practice, um, the importance of sangha. But in the uh, traditions of Um, India and China and also in Japan, there was also a hermit tradition and and hermits were sort of highly regarded people in those cultures who shunned fame and fortune and so on to really dedicate themselves to understanding the great matter. But it's also been a practice for people in communities, for monks in communities to also to go out and just sit by themselves in a a lonely, unpopulated area, away from everything, um, to give them a a different experience and practice. And uh, it's that that I want to emphasise today, although both community and and solitude are important. But um, a couple of days ago, uh, I went for a, a walk by myself at Palm Beach. And if you know Palm Beach, it's quite a quite a long beach. And down one end at the southern end is where all the shops and the people swimming and surfing and where the pool is. So that's, that's where the civilization is down the southern end. So I started off at the southern end and I walked up. And as you get about halfway up, it's just sand dunes. And when you get all the way up right to the very end, underneath Baron Joey, it's very, very isolated, you know, very wild. And it's very natural and it's just the way it's always been before European settlement, even before Aboriginal settlement, just the same. It's just the waves beating on the beach and the driftwood and dead fish and seaweed, the wind. And uh, I was drawn towards going up to that area. And it's interesting noticing the difference in mood when you walk away from where there's people to an isolated area and it's a sense of conviviality and being connected to people and so on as you say hello to people and watch them playing with their dogs and frisbees and so on and then as you get further up it's like there's a change in in mood and if I could describe what that mood is it's a change from the personal to the impersonal when, when you get up to that very end and there's no one else there and it's just the driftwood and the gulls and the endless sort of sound of the waves beating on the bush, uh, on, the, on the sand, it's like no one cares about you. you know? <laughs> no one cares about your opinions, you know, or your ideas about anything or your status or who you are, whatever. Like the, the wildlife and just the... the environment there. It's just the way it always has been. You're no different. And uh, I sat there for a while just absorbing that. And um, I 
I like going to those kind of places, but if I'm honest with myself as well, there's a slight sense of unease about the impersonal nature of it, like you really are a nothing. Mm-hmm. But I, I like going towards that unease and being present to it if it's there, rather than running away from it, because that's what many of us that do in our lives, that's what so many people do, is that they they get to that sense of solitude and then there's an unease about just the, the suchness of life, the emptiness of life, where it's just impersonal, right? And a lot of people are uneasy with it or scared of it, and that's why we distract ourselves with so many various things in our life, including iPhones and other mm-hmm. devices, you know, or so much conversation and so on. Um, but it's a very important practice to, to go to that place, to go to those abandoned grassy places, abandoned sandy places, uh, and just be present there for a while. And it reminded me um, of a poem, which was a favourite poem of Robert Aitken, who you know was one of my teachers. And it's written by Wallace Stevens, who's a very well-known American poet, and it's called The Snowman. One must have a mind of winter to regard the frost and the boughs of the pine trees crusted with snow and have been cold a long time to behold the junipers shagged with ice, the spruces rough in the distant glitter of the January sun, and not to think of any misery in the sound of the wind, in the sound of a few leaves, which is the sound of the same land, full of the same wind, that is blowing in the same bare place for the listener who listens in the snow and nothing himself beholds nothing that is not there and the nothing that is. It's not so it's not about a snowman, it's about when we give ourselves to the experience we're in, we are the snow, right? We are that winter, you know. Um, if you give yourself to the seashore, you you are the seashore. Or in a social sense, you, you give yourself to a convivial meeting of friends and you are that, that social being. But then it's about giving yourself 100% to whatever that experience is. So in this sense, Wallace Wallace Stevens is the snowman. I did a, I played around with a a kind of variation of his poem to paraphrase it for my experience. One must have a mind at the seashore to regard the endless rolling of the waves as they break on the sandy beach and to have wandered a long time to behold the driftwood bleached white like dry bones in the harsh Australian sun, and not to think of any misery in the sound of a few gulls as their cries are blown away in the wind. But uh, it's really going to that um, uh, impersonal place. you, You don't get the same experience if you're just alone at home. Um, you know, with your 
personal possessions around you and controlled environment and the way you like it. There's something about being in nature, whether whether the seashore in the bush doesn't matter, in the mountains, which gives you a very different experience. And when you go out there, like if you're in the bush by yourself, there's this sense that the birds and all the other animals think that you're prob- maybe a predator, you know, that because they think the way they're thinking all the time is. Um, what can I eat or what wants to eat me, right? So when you're out there, that's what, that's what their instincts tell them. Like, well, they're probably thinking too, could I eat him? Mm-hmm. Um, that looks a bit too big to take on for me, but that's probably what they're thinking. And when, so you, when you're in that natural environment, that's, that's actually the basis of what's going on. Uh, not our sophisticated civilization of ideas, do you know, and theories, etc., etc. It's just the primitive way things are. And so it's good to put ourselves in an environment because the animals and the birds and the insects don't care whether we live or die. You know, they're just interested in whether we're a threat to them or they can eat us. So they can keep on living. And that's, that's just the basis of the way life is when you get down to the very bare bones of it. And to put yourself in that experience by yourself, to be quiet and still in that experience, you know, for some people like to do it for days on end, even if you do it for a couple of hours, it's, it's a wonderful, refreshing kind of experience to, um, to have. Um, I'm segueing a little bit here, but somehow when I thought about being on the beach, I thought of um, a poem, uh, a song that I used to like from years ago, many years ago, which was written by the um, folk singer Donovan, which was about being on the coast although it's a more of a quaint, endearing kind of song, but it evokes something of the same quality. And the lyrics of it, it's called Starfish on the Toast. Fine rock-pooling coast, the starfish on the toast, the men in the crabbing boats, they cry. Far across the harbour and round the sandy cove, the shepherd with his pipe and sheepy drove. Big clouds tumbling high, the amazing flying sky, how the gulls are pillaging the town. Fanfaring daffodilly, trumpetingly small, all along the bathing hut wall. Far across the empty beach, the tide has left a world. Old men in tweed find study there, holding whelks and periwinkles tingling in his hand. Little does he know they hold him too. Fine rock pulling coast, the starfish on the toast, the men in the crab and boats, they cry. Mm-hmm. It evokes, it evokes something of um, just being which with the suchness of things as they are. And as I was saying in a Dharma talk the other night about dying on the cushion, you know, when we die on the cushion, we that's what we experience. It's just the arising of phenomena coming into the present moment and passing away. 
and that's the baseline of our life that we are experiencing all the time and it's very important to come back to that all the time and touch base with it and you really get a, a very clear um, and somewhat different experience of that if you challenge yourself to go towards solitude and particularly solitude in in nature not necessarily solitude inside um, and then if you do that you maybe get some clarity around that koan purpose of going to abandoned grassy places and doing zazen is to realize our self-nature in that moment what is your self-nature thank you